1: become the nation of kings and priests they were ordained to be from the foundations of the earth.
2: Praises to the Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. And what we're going to be talking about today is escaping from the magics of Christmas, from the music, from the gift-giving, from all the different satanic spells that they put it on people. Why do they get the most soulful, the best singers to sing these songs it's a is a spell. to soothe you, to trick you, to make you think that this is the best time of the year and Christ has stamped his approval on it. this is so tr- this is so untrue. It's so untrue. So what we're going to do today, we're going to do something different. We're going to be playing a documentary, breaking down all the different traditions of Christmas. But at the same time, we want people to call in and share their story on how they have, from the lies and delusions of Christmas. I know many people now that they have, have escaped those lies and things are being persecuted. For not celebrating Christmas Where it's supposed to be a time of cheer time of acceptance If you don't go along with the festivities Then you will be talked on You will be ostracized From everybody else For not going along With these satanic events Well I'm your brother Godawan Here in London And we also have another brother Joining us Who's the co-host We have the brother Abaja. Brother Abaja, good morning
3: Every morning we'll Christ with everyone. It's good to be here, and uh let's get busy. Is this starting to feel a lot like Christmas?, mm, not in my household, it's not
4: <laughs>
3: No tree, no gift given. What's wrong with you? Well, the trees outside, and uh as far as the uh gift giving, well, you can do that any time of the year. Well, what's wrong with you? What
2: is wrong with you? Why don't you Why don't you engage in the festivities like everybody
3: else? Well, I, I would be remiss to say that I have, if I said I, I if I didn't ever engage and enjoy the festivities, because that's how I grew up. You know, that's the thing that your parents taught you. They did the best they could with the understanding they had, and that's really where a lot of us have to leave it. But the thing is is that uh when when we grow up, the moral compass that our parents gave us, you know, some of us, maybe most of us, can say that, you know what, it was somewhat based, you know, as far as you know, how you treat people, how you deal with people, things of that nature. But mm-hmm. when you start growing up and actually reading the book that we all say that we're supposed to adhere to. And you start looking at how things are not lining up. It's like, okay, this Bible that we all say that we follow, you know, it's saying one thing, but in church, where we're supposed to be so-called call ourselves worshiping God and following the example of Jesus Christ, those examples are night and day in some cases. You know, Mm -hmm. So now it begins to get to a point like, okay, if I'm really serious about this, this is what the Bible says about this particular situation. Why are we not doing it? Well, you know, you can't interpret it literally. Like, what is is there to interpret? You, You follow what I'm saying? What is there to interpret with thou shalt have no other gods before me? And you can look even from... Let's let's even take the so-called religious skin off of it, okay? Because we don't even deal with religion; we deal with the scriptures. Let's take the religious so-called connotation off of it, and even look at it from a so-called historic point of view or a secular view, and where all of these things come from, and how the Bible views those things. You see what I'm saying? So, right. It it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out. You know what? Hey this thing was not truly something that was ordained by, by God that was actually introduced into the so-called Christian church at such and such a time under the rulership of such and such individual. And this is where it actually comes from. And this is why these customs are now so-called Christian customs because it was a, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm oversimplified, but you see where I'm going with it. So, right. you know, it's one of those things, it's like, listen, at the end of the day, either we're going to follow what the Most High says in his word through the example of Jesus Christ, or we are not. And it's, and I really hate to paint it that black and white, because we have to be very careful when we say stuff like that, because everyone, as far as their so-called spiritual growth and their understanding of the Bible, those that are truly seeking the Lord, they're going to be found. He's going to reveal his word to them, and they're going to follow the lamb whithersoever he goes. So, that's really all I had to say about it. La 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 la. la. <laughs>
2: it's one thing you said that was uh, very interesting to me. You said you would be remiss not to say that once upon a time you didn't, you know, you you never celebrated or enjoyed Christmas. And I think that's oh, okay. the key word. People enjoy Christmas. They they enjoy they Christmas do. and this is something that they wanna they, they enjoy Christmas despite the truth. In spite of the truth. So I wanna I wanna read I wanna read something.
3: I wanna read something. This is in the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews,
2: the eleventh chapter And the 25th verse, and it says, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Now, this is talking about Moses. Moses was a prince of Egypt. So Mm -hmm. by faith, by faith, he refused to go along with the Egyptians and be a part of that world and what they were doing because the Egyptians served other gods. But he was at the top. He didn't have for him to be for him to be with the people of God, meaning he had to accept that they were in slavery, that they were in bondage, that they were not in a good state, they were not in a good condition. So he esteemed the twenty six that he esteemed the reproaches of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. We have respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. We endured at seeing him who is invisible. So many people they would rather enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season rather than follow the truth according to the scriptures, the truth according to the Bible. The truth is is that Jesus Christ wasn't born on December twenty fifth, but it represents the birth of many pagan, demonic, satanic deities, other gods that people worship, dark evil gods. The people did um, human sacrifice. This is what lies beneath Christmas. They put Christ on it to nice it up, to nice up all the evil and wickedness that's really done during this time of year. But people can't see it. They're blinded. So you can tell them, look, Christmas is pagan. And people, most people say, yeah, I know. Most people say, I know it's, it's all commercial lies and this and this and this. But the scriptures give us the key. It tells you that a gift destroyeth the heart. So if this time of year, you know, no one's giving you any love, no one's giving you any kind of tenderness or care or kind words, and now you're going to be flooded with tenderness and kindness, but it's all a illusion. It's all a lot of it is um is alcohol fueled <laughs> emotions, really and truly. And people people know this. You know, it's all an illusion, it's all part of that spell during this time of year Then after it, it's all gone But Jesus Christ tells us to love one another, period That's all, that's all throughout the year We feel that, that good feeling, that we feel that kindness We feel that tenderness, we feel that joy, we feel that peace That's supposed to be all throughout the year and maintained all throughout the year But they've got this illusion and this spell on people Number one, for them not to see the truth of what they're doing. Number two, is a spell and the an delusion and an illusion that they can't see that this is the service of Satan and the worship of other gods. So, who do we have on the line? Okay, we're still waiting for, for people to call in. You want to call in and give your story and how you escaped from Christmas? And, you know, tell your tell, how you're not going into the different uh, rituals and things. But until then, I'm going to play a little of this clip that we have explaining the origins of Christmas. Because most people, they have not a clue what Christmas is all about. They think it's about the birth of Jesus Christ. I can remember um, two guys coming to my house, and they singing carols, and they singing for money. Two mm. young guys. Like they sing, ah, uh, da 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 open the door, they say da, 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 da. they did their little song, whatever, you know, you know, you give us a donation or something, you know. And I said, Um, do you know that um Jesus Christ wasn't born on December the twenty fifth? And they looked at on like, This so and so is crazy <laughs> So I, I, I I'm, not, I'm not gonna give you any money, but I gave them a flyer, you know, going into the origin of Christmas and they they left like someone had just Shook up their brain Because <laughs> most people They have not that knowledge Most people They ain't seeking that kind of knowledge What are they seeking? They're seeking for a big butt They know people or Women going to be more loose Women know men are going to be more loose With their wallets and pockets This is that time of year <clears throat> Where people are more open To perverse things Okay, most people say Well, it's just a time to get together With family." But let's see. Let's have a listen to this.
4: Prass commercialism. It,
0: It has been called the Day of Days. It is a time of magic, pageantry, warmth, generosity, and love. For many of us, our fondest childhood memories revolve around the traditions of Christmas. It is a time that many around the world celebrate as the birth of Jesus Christ, the Savior and Messiah of mankind. In recent years, however, the spiritual holiday has become a time of mass marketing and crap.
2: See, I said I was going to stop it there. And mm-hmm. number one, why you say, mm hmm. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> because Jesus Christ is not the savior of mankind, and let's get there. Let's go to the book of Acts. Let's let's shake up people's heads a little bit more than just beyond Christmas. Let's go to the book of Acts, five twenty nine. Because I know there's a lot of people, a lot of people that you know they're against Christmas and they're using the Bible and they're saying. um, yeah, I know that Christmas is wrong. This is what the scriptures say, but a lot of people are under that delusion that Jesus Christ came to save the save mankind, the planet Earth, and that's not true. So we got we have to bring out the whole truth, not nice it up for people just like like how they nice it up for Christmas. So get Acts five twenty nine and let's read that, and let's see who was Christ the savior of.
3: righty, Acts five twenty nine. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. We ought
2: to obey the Most High rather than men. We ought to obey what the Scriptures say rather than men. That, include, that includes family members, father and mother. Your father and mother is going against the Scriptures. You ought to obey God rather than men. So read verse thirty, or your pastor, or your bishop, or your priest, or your apostle, your evangelist, your prophetess, we ought to obey God rather than man. Your 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 minister, your pastor, whoever does not have authority above the most high. So we're gonna and and these were the religious leaders, Peter and the other apostles, they're speaking to the religious leaders at this time. And they told them, We ought to obey God rather than men. So what they're saying, we're gonna listen to what the most High says despite of what you say.
3: Go ahead. Uh, uh, uh. Verse 30. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Go ahead. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior. So the
2: most High, The heavenly father raised up Jesus Christ to be a prince and a
3: savior. Read on. For to give repentance. To Israel and forgiveness of sins. To mankind? It says for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins.
2: Right. So that's what it says out of the Bible. I don't believe that. What does it say? Now, if you want to follow the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, the, the scripture says Jesus Christ said, My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. So those are the people of God. Those are the real Israelites. Those that follow the words of Jesus Christ. So don't get don't get crazy. Just keep following Jesus Christ. If you following Jesus Christ, no one going to stop you from following Jesus Christ. That's what you are supposed to do. But this is what the scriptures say, and the scriptures cannot be changed. The scripture cannot be broken. So let's go back to this documentary. Just dealing with truth. We got to deal with the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but nothing but the truth. Right, Abaja? That's right. Okay, so it wasn't for mankind, was it? He did, he did yeah. not come he from
3: mankind. You, you know, I'm I'm itching to go to Ezekiel 37, but that won't get sidetracked, so. Okay.
0: That's commercialism, incredibly, many businesses derive more than half their yearly income during this period. The process of gift giving once thought to have come from the story of the wise men who offered gifts to the newborn Christ has evolved into the buying frenzy we see today during the month of December. But what about the other Christmas traditions? Have you ever wondered why we decorate the Christmas tree? Why we light the Yule log? Why we hang the mistletoe? And why we teach our children to believe in Santa Claus? In the next hour, you will discover the true origins of Christmas. You may be surprised or even shocked to learn the source of your favorite holiday traditions. Chances are,
2: you'll never look at Christmas the same ever again. There's one thing that she said about the, the gift. And I want to read a scripture. And many people are getting caught up. Because they get gifts This is Ecclesiasticus 7 and 7 It says surely oppress- oppression Make up a wise man mad So if you were getting oppressed <laughs> At Christmas Would you celebrate it? Mm. On Christmas day They took you out of public square And they whooped your back And people were getting beat up on that day Would people celebrate it? Oh no No Okay So Ecclesiastes 7 and 7 It says again surely oppression Make up the wise man mad, and a gift destroyeth the heart. So, because people get gifts, children get gifts. When you come in and say the truth, now people got weighed in the balance. A gift, I'm getting something versus some pages of some words on a book. Mm, give me that gift. That's what <laughs> is
4: destroying
2: your, your your heart, your mind to examine and look at the truth. That's why Christ said, many are called but few are chosen because people get those gifts. And then with those gifts, all these feelings are attached. Oh, I got this gift from my wife. I got this gift from my husband. I got this gift from my sister. I got this gift from my mother. I got this gift from my father. You know, it's all, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. Now, when you bring in the truth, they don't want to hear that. They're like, I'm going to get this gift. And the gift represents love and the gift represents charity and the gift well it's based upon a satanic holiday. Well it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. What matters is is that I got this from a loved one and they gave it to me. It doesn't have it has everything to do with that. So a gift destroyeth the heart. That's why they straightway they start the children into these these celebrations. And I want people to think about something. They don't deal, especially in the United States They don't deal with the scriptures in the United States While they deal with Christmas I thought this was supposed to be I thought there was supposed to be A separation of church and state So what about Christmas? What about Easter? What about Halloween? They're indoctrinating your children into satanic practices Soon not, the veil is going to be uncovered Where it's just going to be You have to accept Satan That's what it's going to be They put down the Bible as much as possible Anything that's dealing with the scriptures, they put it down in society, in, even, even, even in the church where the Bible is supposed to be paramount, they're putting it down. Because you have many churches, many pastors, many bishops, they're going to be promoting Christmas and the lies of Christmas when they're supposed to be men of God or women of God and promoting the, the truth of Jesus Christ, that gift destroyed for heart. You wanna say anything about you before I start playing? Wait,
3: Play wait Play on.
2: All right. And we wait we're waiting for people to call in. Um About you, give them the call in number.
3: Guess call in. All right. That number is six four six seven one six seven
2: seven four nine. And we want people to call in. We want you to give your testimony and how you escape from a different evils the magics of christmas and the saying magics because it's really a lot of black magic and delusions and lies that's going on really to trick people into celebrating this day but who's really behind it is satan and most people don't see that most people don't if you told people that you know they would think you you're out of your mind and i see we got a caller um from 4 let's take that call uh
3: Okay. Hey, Goodavil. Before you take the call, also, I'd like to remind our listeners that um, there is a uh, should be a, a little Skype button on, uh, and like near the synopsis window where they could Skype in also, if they're not in the U.S. Absolutely. So let's, let's take this ahead. call. Go right ahead. I got you. Hello, hey, it's Lord.
5: Hey, Most High Christ bless everyone. Can you hear bless
3: me? God bless, loud and clear.
5: Yeah, give it all praise to the Heavenly Father. I'm glad to be here. Uh, you know, this Christmas thing in this world is is is, is it's like crime. You know, it's people look at this more than they do look at the scriptures, like it was was being brought out. But mm. the fact is we have the scriptures and that the scriptures will give you all clarity and all understanding and, and anything that you wanted to answer even if you believe, still believe that this, this Christmas thing is real just just open up the Bible and see what the Lord says step by step see see, even if you're, you're spiritual and and want to believe the, the worldly Christ side of it Christian side of it which is not don't have anything to do with Christ you can just Go through the scriptures day by day and ask for understanding, and you'll see that it's madness, and it's, it has nothing to do with the Heavenly Father or Jesus Christ, the Son of the Most High, the Only Begotten Son of the Most High. And 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 for me, it, it's a it's a clear thing, and and I'm glad that you know I no longer celebrate this stuff, you know. And, and thank giving our praise to the Heavenly Father for, for giving us the understanding. If we um, accept his word and be fearful of his word and humble to his son, Christ, the real Christ, the Christ of the Bible, be humble to his real son, Jesus Christ of the Bible.
2: So, so what we like to know and address is that, okay, how did you come out of this or how did you come to the realization that Christmas wasn't about Christ and how, what process did you go through? To stop celebrating this day
5: The process that I use Is how Christ said to do it In St. John chapter 7 And verse 38 And Now once I get it Here it goes right here. It's real If you go by the protocol Of what the Christ in the Bible says That's how you can free yourself from and yeah, I'm looking for it right now. Here we go. St. John chapter seven and verse thirty eight. These are the words of Christ. This is the the instructions that he set for us to do. He said, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So Christ instructed us to believe on him. As the scripture, what scripture? The Holy Bibles, the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation state of him. So, if we go through that and nowhere in the scriptures, you'll see where we're supposed to set up i'm gonna say no way in the scriptures is it said that we should set up trees and castles and 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 Santa Claus and all that other stuff, and even and even celebrate going into his okay, we can pick up a time and say this is the time of his birthday when the scriptures tell you. This is You you do this in remembrance of me Versus him coming His purpose and dying for the the Children of Israel to to Come back and repent You know those things all of the things that's In there for us to do is in the scriptures And how you escape it is to stick By his guidelines just one more scripture St. John 5 and 39 Search the scriptures for in them you Think you have eternal life and they are Which and they are they which Testify of me and nowhere In there you testify of Uh, again um, December 25th, year to year, year to year, December 25th, okay, and this is set up by Christ. Nowhere in the scriptures you see that. Anything that's set up by the Heavenly Father, he tells you that whatever month or whatever day of the month, whatever day of the month or whatever day of the, uh, the, the seventh month, the first day of the seventh month, the, the tenth day of the seventh month, you know, so on and so on, how he sets up his high holy days. And in these mm-hmm. scriptures here when you look at Acts the acts of Paul Peter and the rest of them you never see where they took a break from teaching repentance to go celebrate Great Christmas so mm-hmm. you
4: know and,
5: that's the uh, one
2: thing I want to um I right. want to ask you um you want to what was your first your first not celebrating Christmas like? The first time you didn't, so that's that's what I'm looking for. Was the first wow. time you didn't celebrate Christmas, what was it like? What was your family like? You know, what did you do? That's what I want to know because th- this this is um, geared towards, because I know a lot of people, it's going to be their first Christmas when they don't celebrate it. So we need to be able to share our testimonies to strengthen people, let people know that there's there's no temptation that's, not common to man. We've all gone through those things so we can strengthen people that's coming out of this demonic, satanic holiday.
5: Right. Okay. The first Christmas was pretty, it was, from my perspective, it was as a man wanting to do what's right, it was easy. But then when you go through the actual steps, it was pretty hard. And why I say it was pretty hard is because you had influences of people that you live grew up with, taught you, um, your ABCs, and everything in between, um, influenced you and, and looking at you as if you're doing something wrong. Okay? But again, the scriptures told you that it was right. But you still had to go through that as a man. And Christ told us it would be like that. And again, it was hard. But it was the right thing to do. So how hard can the right thing be to do? And if I can get a scripture, I'm getting there. What Christ said. said, I'm in Mark, Mm -hmm. and I go to the seventh chapter. Yeah. Yes. Here it is. It's Mark seven at thirty-four. And he called the people unto him with his his disciples also. He said unto them, whosoever will come after me, well, at this point I was coming after Christ, because Christ says, follow me, do the things I said. He says, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So Christ didn't give us a, it's going to be a smooth road. He said, deny yourself, your old youth, your carnal youth, okay, you call a life and take up his cross and follow me. The things, the burdens that you got to go through, on on that aspect of the family dealing with you, that's probably a that's a cross for a lot of us. Maybe some people may not have a family, which so that cross is not there, but it's another cross for them. But but I, in my particular case, and as a lot of us did, had influences like, yo, what what's wrong with you? What are you doing now? You know, it says, uh, take up his cross and follow me, and for whosoever w- will save his life shall lose it. For whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. So we were losing our old life, but for the gospels' sake, we were gaining our life. We were gaining. Now we, we're trying to be servants of Christ. So that's, that's, the way, that's the That's the balance. you gotta you got to weigh that out. Is it worth eternal life and, and, and the gospel of Christ and Christ, Jesus Christ himself? To deny and, and to go on what he says, or is it better just to stay old and be comfortable with everyone else in this world? I mean, you know, you got to look at what Noah Noah it went through the same thing.
2: Yeah, but John, yeah. what did your mama say?
5: That's thought, what I want to know. I, what did your mama say? Oh, They thought that was crazy, man. You know, but mm-hmm. again... Come we, on now.
2: Yeah. I know we're bringing out the scriptures, but we I want I want the real life account to go with the scriptures, and that's what makes it that's what makes it personal. You know, we could we could say the scriptures the the, the, the Bible says to get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. But with all that, so get wisdom. But with all that, get and get understanding. So that's what this, these real life stories give. It's like, okay, I understand. Because I've gone through the fire. I've gone through the deep water and through the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of Jesus Christ I was able to come out the other end. So that's what you're saying. What do your mama think? They thought I was crazy. Okay? Yeah. So that's what, that's what I'm asking. What did you go through? Because that's the thing that people are going through. I mean we did a show and One guy called up, he was in South America, and he's like, I know Christmas was wrong. He's like, this almost destroyed my marriage. This almost, you know, destroyed me from being with my family because I was telling them, I was telling them, this is not the truth. And they like, same thing. They thought I was crazy. He's like, my wife almost left me. So he was acknowledging like, yeah, this is the truth, but he was going through some serious battles. Now I want to read this scripture. This is um, 1 Peter 4, verse 1. It says, for, a much, for as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind, for that he, for that have suffered in the flesh have ceased from sin. So we to celebrate Christmas is a sin. Okay, it's the worship of other gods, it's idolatry, it's satanic, there's so many things that's involved in it, from the Christmas tree, from Santa Claus, all those things are going into either idolatry or is going into the worship of other gods, which we know is against the commandments of the Heavenly Father, which Jesus Christ did not do away with. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. So if you celebrate in Christmas, that's the lust of men. Why, Why did they lust after this thing? Because this was a time of... Revelry, time of parties Times of drunkenness Times of orgies Times of debauchery That's what, that's what they say, debauchery You know, anything <clears throat> goes Anything goes Okay, crime you could, you could get away with just about anything Have a drink You know, loose women Even, even like uh, the Saturnalia Where they said they would have these great orgies And even they will let the children Get involved the missile to all this thing is satanic, so we're not supposed to live the rest of our time to the to the flesh, to the lust of men, but towards the will of God. Now there is a winter festival, but it doesn't include any drunkenness. There is a winter festival where we give gifts and we celebrate, but it's to celebrate the most high in Jesus Christ and that's the feast of the dedication where they rededicated the temple to the heavenly Father. After the Greeks came in there, destroyed it, and uh, did sacrifices of swine's flesh to their other gods. Verse 3, for the time past, time past of your life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles, and Gentiles mean other nations, when we walk in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatry. That's what Christmas is all about. It's about lasciviousness, uncontrollable sexual desires. It's about lust. Let me get that woman under the mistletoe so I can kiss her. I've been wanting to kiss her behind all year. She can't resist. <laughs> she can't resist the mistletoe. And what it is, it's a spell. It's, a, it's witchcraft. That's what the mistletoe is. People oh, it's just fun. <laughs> Let me get that kiss, girl. <laughs> it's a spell. Excess of wine. So people are getting drunk during this time. They're having all kinds of outrageous parties, banquets, all massive amount of food, and abominable idolatries. You're going to put a tree in your house. You're going to put a tree in your house, deck it with silver and gold. And Jeremiah 10 explains that perfectly, that that's an idol. Going all, they say it goes back to, to the, the Norsemen. No, it doesn't. It goes all the way back to Nimrod. This thing is ancient old, man. These are the ancient, ancient mysteries. It says, Whereby, wherein they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. So you're not going and trying to sex no woman during this time of year. You're not going to get in drunk. You're not going to uh, uh, these outrageous parties. You're not going along with idolatry, but you're crazy. See, this is, the, this is what you were saying. This is why the scriptures is on point. Because it's telling you, people are going to think that you're evil. People are going to think that something strange about you because you're not going out having sex with loose women during this time. You're not going out getting drunk. Isn't that supposed to be an admirable quality? But not during this time of the year. <laughs> not this, if you don't get drunk, there's something wrong with you. If you don't go to the Christmas party, there's something wrong. Why? why, why? That's what people say. Why why, why, why you don't celebrate the Christmas? Why? 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 What's your problem? And when you open up their mouth, boy, I hope you got your shield and sword ready because you're going to be in for a fight. Just saying, no, I don't celebrate it. I I see how people react to it. I'm like, "Uh, no, I don't celebrate it. Or I celebrate Hanukkah, the Feast of Dedication. And you could just see their faces like, oh,
1: no, he didn't say that.
2: No, he didn't. And I was just like, wait, do you want to hear more? I'm ready. I'm ready to give them more if they, if they ask for it. But if they say nothing else, I don't say nothing else. I just look at them. Like, okay. And some people are like, okay, why? And I'm like, "Oh." Huh? <laughs> And some people are like la 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 la. I've actually had some people say la 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 la. I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear la 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 la. I've actually had people say that. I've actually had people say, "Look, ignorance is bliss. Don't tell me the truth,
4: mm-hmm. because
2: once you hear the truth, you're accountable for it. Once you hear the truth, you know, okay, this is what the Bible says, and I'm making a conscious decision
3: to go against it." Thank you, Don. Yeah not the truth. <laughs> what you yeah. say? Don't don't tell me the not the truth. T R U T H. No, don't tell me the truth. T R U T H. I don't, I, don't, I don't, don't tell me the truth. I uh, want we, we,
2: we got some more people lined up. We got some more people lined up. Let's uh let's let uh uh Kadar in.
3: Dog, your mic is hot Thanks All right.
1: I'm listening to the show And um, getting ready to teach the same show In Spanish with the brother On the on the Spanish show Nice, But um, Funny thing that happened the other day We were in the store And um, some lady was like saying to my kids Hey Merry Christmas So you know my son had a funny look on his face And then he looked at the lady and said Hey we don't celebrate that So the lady <laughs> didn't hear him so she looks again and says, Merry Christmas. And and then, you know, he just gives her this silly look. So I was, like, laughing. So I said, listen, <laughs> man, um, the reason he's looking at you like that, you didn't hear him the first time, we don't celebrate Christmas. She was mm-hmm. like, oh, what are you? Um, I think she asked if we were Jehovah's Jehovah. Witnesses or something. I said, <laughs> absolutely not. I said, we follow the Bible and we keep the holy days. Now, I know what you were saying about the whole thing with, what. well, you asked the people, what do you want to know? Do you Mm. really want to know? This lady turned around to me in the store and says, you know, I understand why you don't do it. It's so pagan. It has wicked origins. They don't follow God. And it has a lot to do with idolatry, this, this, and that. Wow. So I'm looking at her like, okay, what in the world? And then she said, but, you know, I stopped celebrating it. But then with my daughter, my parents were mad at me because she didn't get to celebrate nothing. So, you know, I just went on back into celebrating it. And that is a perfect example to me of what Satan desires more than anything else. Because she wasn't ignorant of the day. She knew what it was about. She knew the scriptures that you guys were bringing our house, our Dollar Tree house, wicked. She knew the the historical aspects of it, but she still succumbed to Satan because of pressure from family. And that's what a lot of families try to do nowadays with us is to pressure us back in to celebrating those wicked things, even though they know themselves that it's wicked and they know the reasons why we departed from it.
3: Right,
2: and that brings up a good scripture in Matthew's ten thirty seven. And it says, He that this is the these are the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It says He that love a father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that love a son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. So we can't put the most high we we can't put our family before the most high in Jesus Christ. We got to put the most high in Jesus Christ first. And then by us living that righteous example, pray for them and hope that they come out of the, the works of darkness, because that's what Christmas is. It's a work of darkness. It's a work of malicious lies. It's blasphemy against the Heavenly Father in Christ. Now, since we got you on the line, Kadar, we want to know, what was your first not-celebrating Christmas like?
1: You know, my, my story really isn't typical. Because of the simple fact that I had a cousin that was was in the scriptures before I was, uh-huh. so he almost kind of paved the way. So by the time I came around, they just ignored me. It wasn't <laughs> even a you know, it wasn't even really a big deal when I stopped doing it. Now amongst friends and so forth, you know that everybody still yo, what's wrong? Come on over and you just give them the same basically like, hey, listen. I don't do well, it anymore, I, and I, I give know them the something. reason
2: why. What I know, I know something that most people do know that that or uh, listening don't know that used to be used to be an MC, used to be a rapper. So this is probably one of the best times of the year for you, going and rapping parties and getting women and stuff like that. So, I mean, how was that for you to turn away from? I know it was paved away, but was there not any pull, or is it just like okay? You just threw it away, just like forget about
1: it. Well, you know, you threw. I threw it away, but in, in all actuality and honesty, even though I knew better, for a little while there was still a part of me that was letting me. There was still a part of. I knew better, and I knew that it was wicked, and I wasn't doing it. But I would still do things. Well, you know what? They're going to buy me gifts, so I'm going to get them a Christmas gift even though you knew better. And that's something that you really got to pull away from too, because it wasn't until I got a real fo- solid foundation and understanding for myself, like, listen, I can't deal with this in no kind of way. I got to put away the gift giving. I got to tell them because I'm telling them it's wicked, but then we're sitting down doing gift exchanges around the tree. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know what? This really has to stop all altogether. And that's when I made a decision to just cut it off, period.
2: Right. And see, these and are it,
1: things that I want to hear because I know
2: people are going through this. This may be their first time or they're thinking about it, or just like you said, they've heard the truth and they're like, okay, what do I do? How do I come out of this? What things do I need to do? Can I still give gifts? Can I still go and visit family You know, around the tree and stuff? These are the kind of questions that people are asking. So we need to share these kind of stories and information and say, look, this is where I come from. And, I mean, that, that's beautiful because these are the things that people are asking and that they want to know.
1: And can I, can I tuned in late, and if I, y'all read the scripture already, please forgive me. But I want to read this scripture real quick. This is um, Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 33. And it's a question. It says, Why trimmest thou thy ways to seek love? Therefore hast thou also taught the wicked ones thy ways? So even in what I was doing in the beginning is exactly what the Scripture is doing. I was trimming some of my ways to seek love. So I knew the whole picture. I knew what the Scriptures told me, but I was just cutting off little pieces and so forth so I would be still accepted with my family. The Scriptures is asking the question, why are you doing that to seek love? And then it gives you an answer, which is, therefore, thou hast taught the wicked one thy ways. So through mm. us doing little actions like that, we're teaching people to be hypocritical and we're teaching people wickedness. So, you know, that's something that I had to repent from, but I hope that us doing this show before this seat, well, before the actual day comes, people can see that example and learn from it so that they don't make the same errors and commit the same sins that I did initially.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: All right. Let's let, um, Let's let the brother Cliff get in.
2: He's been waiting.
1: All right. So, listen, guys, if I'm gone, um, I'll continue to listen in. Okay. Shalom.
3: All
2: right. All right. Hey, shalom,
6: brother.
2: Hey, shalom, Cliff.
6: Most High in the name of Christ bless you all. Happy Sabbath day. Most High.
2: Christ bless you. And it is it is a good Sabbath. The Sabbath uh, is a Hebrew word that means rest, and it is good to rest. <clears throat> and um, I'm just so glad you didn't say Happy Christmas.
4: Happy
6: what? No, Cliff. You know I know better than that, brother. <laughs> plus, plus I. Of the Lord, brother. When I found out the truth by keeping the scriptures and the commandments as they are written, that stuff don't even come into my thoughts anymore, you know what I mean?
2: (laughs) Well, you know, what we're asking people is to call in and share their story. And I know that, you know, you have family that is really not dealing with the truth of Christ. You have children that's really not dealing with the truth of Christ. So how is that experience for you during this time of year, and how do you deal with it?
6: Well, the beautiful thing about me was, um, you know, I learned. I went through this thing, you know. I'm I'm one of those older fellas, so I went through that pro-black radical thing back in the '80s. And um, you know, I started looking at the the so-called Nation of Islam, and uh, you know, they had some things that really appealed to my senses. And one of those things was was keeping Christmas not keeping Christmas, but they, they was keeping uh, Hanukkah, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, man, something's really, something's different about this. And I just couldn't bring myself. That's one of the big reasons why I I got out of that organization was because Mm -hmm. every time I, they did something, it was against Christ. And my foundation growing up was in the Baptist church, Christ. And so, Mm i stopped celebrating it, but every now and then, you know, I'd buy a gift here, or buy a gift there. If I was dating someone, I would, you know, buy them something here because I wanted to, and I quote, please them. So hmm. I ended up getting married, having children, and that first Christmas I told, you know, my wife then, like, yo, you know, I don't really celebrate Christmas, but I want my kid to have some toys. My firstborn. That hmm. dude was a, a year and a half old, didn't know a thing about Christmas, didn't know anything about it. So as time passed, I was like, man, this is stupid. And so I stopped buying stuff and all of that stuff because I didn't understand, because I understood there's something not right. I went off the guys that it was commercialized and that Jesus was the reason for the season. That's what I was taught. And, man, when I came <laughs> to the understanding of the scriptures as it's written now, I taught my children I taught my children very early that you know the scriptures tell us that we are not supposed to celebrate Christmas and I showed them Jeremiah chapter 10 and I showed them um uh the words of Christ that <clears throat> that we're supposed to to keep his the, the commandments of the Lord and I showed myself that I can't be a hypocrite I can't give into any parts of it, if they're saying that it's a holiday party at the job, I'm not going, bro. I'm divorced now, and Mm -hmm. I have met some pretty nice people that I was interested in getting to know a little better. But you know what stopped? One that I was really interested in, and to the point Mm -hmm. of tears, this person was hurt. When I went through the scriptures with her and showed her how what the scriptures say about pagan holidays and especially Christmas, she said, well, I'm sorry. We can't be together because what am I going to do if you're not celebrating Christmas and I'm with my family? I said, well, the scriptures tell you what a husband and a wife are supposed to be, equally yoked and on the same accord in Christ. And i rather obey God than man. So she's mm-hmm. no longer around. And I feel like I have a clear conscience as far as family and all of that stuff. You know, the first couple of years, they asked me, yo, what's wrong with you? You can just come up here and eat. You can come and visit the hometown and eat. Everybody's home. It's a time for gathering. It ain't celebrating Christmas if you're just getting together. And I said, why are you getting together? We can get together now. It's a month before Christmas. We can get mm-hmm. together a month after Christmas. What's the difference? Why does it have to be then? I don't want any part to do with it. And so finally, you know, after about four Four or five years, they just stop asking. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess <laughs> four five years. years. Yeah. four
4: or five years. Are you serious?
6: Wow. Four or five years, bro. Yep. Oh, and I got the guilt trips too. I'm sure most people listening that understand the truth, they got the guilt trips. Well, I don't see why you can't just spend a couple of hours here, or if you can't just come up here, it ain't really keeping Christmas if you just show up. You don't really love us, please. Wow. So, nah, not
2: giving in to that foolishness. I <clears throat> want read the scripture he said. This is uh, 2 Corinthians 6 and 14. It says, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion <clears throat> have light with darkness? Because that's what Christmas is about. It's about darkness. There's a whole lot of lights that people put up. But all that is an illusion. It's a part of the magic spell that Satan is casting on people the illusions to make them think that this is about light when it's really about darkness, to make them think that it's about Jesus Christ when it's really about paganism, idolatry, um, all kinds of perverse sex acts, drunkenness, has nothing to do with Christ. And what At concord all. have what concord of Christ with the Or what part have he that believeth with the infidel? And what agreement have the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God have said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So we're not supposed to have any part whatsoever with this Christmas day. And speaking about Christmas party on the job, on my job, this is how de- this is how deep they are in Christmas. The job had this this lavish Christmas party, and the Christmas party. Is not just a building. The Christmas party they had the Christmas party at a fairground, at a fairground where they had rides and stuff like that, and just open bar as much as you can drink. My then, God, they know people are gonna be they're not people are gonna be unable to make it home, so the company paid for people to stay in a hotel if they wanted to.
6: Yes. Yeah. yeah. My that's company you, does the same thing. So like, you ain't going?
2: You ain't going? <laughs> free drinks? And you know that's a black man's kryptonite, free drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a black man's kryptonite. Free drinks? The whole that's right. night? Free drinks. And then, then if you want to get your freak or fornication on with that special someone that you've been looking at in the office all year long, they're going to put you in the hotel room and pay for you to, to do whatever.
4: That's true,
6: that's very true My company still does that same thing And you know They look at me crazy like How come you don't go You you always talking about the Bible How come you not going to the holiday party And I'll be like You know exactly why I'm not going Because it's not in the Bible
2: The That's what it should be called
6: And bro Some of the photos that these people Forget the stories just the scantily clad women and behaviors of so-called professional people that jeopardize jeopardize their jobs by just their lewd behavior.
2: (laughs) They're not jeopardizing their job because it's acceptable at this time of year.
6: Yep, they still work there. You're exactly right.
2: It's acceptable. It's accepted. It's accepted. There's no no, you can do things with impunity. There's not going to be any punishment for it. Exactly. <laughs> it's the mistletoe. You cannot resist. It's a mistletoe. That woman's married. Oh, it was the mistletoe. So it's an excuse <laughs> to sin. That's what it is. That's what this time of year is. So if you get drunk, fall out on your butt, piss on yourself, it's because it's okay because it's Christmas.
6: Wow. Tell me I'm lying. bro. I got one one last point. It's so wicked. I, because I get vexed in spirit now. You know, just seeing the, the 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 Christmas trees and all that symbolism that they have. And, you know, I know a lot of people are doing it out of ignorance. I get it. But when I walk into my building, and this is a huge 18-story building, and it has two main entrances, and they've got Christmas trees on both entrances, the front and the back side. Over the door, they have mistletoe over the freaking revolving door they have mistletoe and over the elevator they have mistletoe and we know that that is symbolic of you know going into the the sexual um pleasures that's associated with so-called christmas and this so-called holiday and it just burns my spirit whenever i see it Mm. So we are surrounded by wickedness, and we gotta we gotta put on the whole armor of God. We gotta we gotta gird ourselves in this word. We can't play with this thing no more. When we know better, like the brother Kadar was saying earlier, there's a lot of people that know better, but are they going to do better? Are they gonna obey the Lord or are they gonna obey man?
2: <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, I see something. I see something. Hold on. Hold on a second.
4: Alright.
2: Hold on. It looks like a, a fat red man.
4: Hold on.
6: <laughs> All right. the heck?
2: I think I think I got him. I think I think he left
4: now. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I I actually do have a fireplace. <laughs> Did you burn him up? <laughs>
6: he ain't coming back. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, that's hilarious! If anybody would burn him up, it would be you, bro.
2: <laughs> no, the house—you gotta shoot him. You gotta shoot I him heard. Uh, <laughs> because um, oh. Santa Claus represents those hearth gods that that dwell in fire. So fire ain't gonna do nothing to him. You gotta, yeah, gotta. You gotta shoot him with the word. Fuck down. <laughs> all right, all right, Cliff. Thanks for calling. And, uh, Thank you, brothers. Shalom. Let's go to a break, and then we're gonna bring on um uh, Pammy Whammy. We're gonna go to a break because I know she's gonna
1: she's gonna blow the trumpet. So let's hit a break first,
2: and uh, we'll be right back.
1: All right. The Body of Christ Church Radio Network broadcast seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the B-O-C-C Listen to our archive broadcasts or check us out while we are live on the air Come and visit us in the virtual living room at 2 o'clock p.m. on Sundays where we examine current topics according to the scriptures Are you looking for the truth? Can you handle the truth? Find out on Mondays at 8 o'clock p.m. It doesn't matter what church you attend or philosophy you believe Take the challenge to see are you smarter than your pastor on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. The world is engrossed in darkness, but it shall be destroyed by the light. Check out From Darkness to Light at 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesdays where all manner of witchcraft, occult practices, and Satanism is exposed for what it is. Before the light comes, it's time to awake on Thursdays at 8 o'clock p.m. If you are seeking salvation, listen to Repentance is the Key Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m. And after you've listened to all of these shows, find out how we will become kings and priests Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. All shows are in Eastern Standard Time. Remember to check out The Body of Christ Church seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the B-O-C-C. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash T-H-E-B-O-C-C. Shalom.
0: During late December, the days are at their shortest length and the nights are at their longest. For those of the pagan world, this has always been the greatest time of the year to celebrate and practice the works of darkness. The pagan calendar identifies this period as the winter solstice. It was during the pre Christian midwinter pagan celebrations of Scandinavia's Norsemen where today's Christmas traditions began. As a means of honoring the pagan sex and fertility god Yule, a 12-day celebration during the month of December was inaugurated. A large single log, considered to be a phallic idol, was lit on fire and kept burning for 12 days. Animal or human sacrifices were offered in the fire on each of those days. Wild, delirious reveling accompanied the daily sacrifices, as drunken participants defiantly strove to make contact with spirits. A thousand miles away, in pre-Christian Rome, celebrants were paying homage to their own gods during the winter solstice. Witchcraft traditions hold that a number of pagan gods were given birth during this period, including Dionysus, Attis, and Baal, chief male god of fertility and licentiousness. Another pagan god from Persia, identified as Mithra, was said to have been born specifically on December 25th. Mithra was the god of the unconquerable sun, the god of the light between heaven and earth, worshipped at that time by an influential Roman cult. His birth symbolized an end to the long nights and a return to the dominance of the sun. During the month-long winter solstice celebration, courts in Rome were closed. Any and all crimes were allowed. Homosexuality, cross dressing, and uncontrolled debauchery reigned supreme. Rome's order was turned upside down. Even children were allowed to join in the drunken orgies as part of the juvenile celebration. By 270 AD, the Roman emperor.
2: Okay, and they still have that, like that cross dressing. Here in England, they call it pantomime. They have like little plays or whatever, and they have people that they cross dress. They call it like a pantomime play. And it's especially during this time of Christmas. It's the same tradition, is it, is it not? It's the same tradition. People don't understand. People don't see it. But we see, uh, we got the, the, the sister Pamela Lamb waiting online. Let on the air, bro. Let's see what she has to say. All right. Hey, brother.
7: Like Hi brother Most high in Christ Bless you both
2: the Most high Christ Bless
4: yeah.
7: you Shalom Happy Sabbath Happy um, Sabbath My first time um, Understanding After understanding The scriptures After going over The scriptures With one of the Brothers in the church um, I just You know Once you know Better You do better That is If you really Want the truth And want to live By what God Wants for you Um. My night after reading it and understanding it, I just felt convicted to get rid of anything that was related to Christmas or any other pagan holidays that I had in my home. So I loaded up the Christmas tree, took it out the garage, took out everything that I had, like Halloween stuff, especially that. Um, anything that was like pagan or I considered an idol that was related to any of the holidays, um, I call them pagan days. And um I just loaded up in the car as much as everything I could at that one point. I don't know where the energy came from, but and I took it all down to this homeless shelter and mm-hmm. dumped it on their lawn. Um, <laughs> they, um it was right in front of the door and that's you know, that's you you, you can dump things there or give things I guess I should say. Um, mm-hmm. if you wanted to give to the homeless or whatever. I didn't know. I should have just probably just tossed it on the uh, in the trash can. Day? Yeah, I should have. And I didn't know better, but I just gave it away. And after I finished unloading everything, um, I this this homeless guy came up, to, you know, got got up from, from the sidewalk and said, do you need help in anything? I didn't know he was there the whole entire time. I was like, oh, my God, he's scared. He freaked me out. I said no, I'm finished, <laughs> and I got in my car and left. <laughs> um, I just felt relieved after just cleaning my house and saying prayer, just asking God to cleanse my home, my body, my spirit, my soul of all the pagan days, and just just keep me on the right path and direction. And I told my my family that. Um, matter of fact, that same month, I don't know if it was that same day or whatever, but I told told them what I did, and I said I'm not no longer celebrating those days anymore cuz it's not in the scriptures and I don't so don't ask me to come over to help cook and and celebrate. I said don't um uh don't even wish me merry christmas. Don't you know have to wish me happy new year cuz those aren't in the bible. That is not according to what Christ has has for us so What anyway. was
2: their reaction? What was their reaction? I mean
7: um one my older sister was basically you know you're in a cult you're in a cult and this came later on about an art you know maybe a month a month later um she was saying i was in a cult and we got into an argument with my three way with my mother on the line and because of course my cousin um was saying that I came down and disrupted her home and out because I didn't celebrate Christmas. And I'm like, I <laughs> didn't something to her about it. And I'm like, I hadn't said anything to her, and I did not disrupt her home. I basically asked her, could I sleep on the floor while I visited my son? And hmm. um, she just made it terrible for me and um, started arguing with me about the scriptures. And I'm like, you know what, I don't. it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm not trying to argue with you in the scriptures about it. I just know that I'm not celebrating and I said, not, and I told my son that we're not celebrating I, you know, I explained to him about the scriptures. Right. And, um, but my other younger sister at the time, she was more or less not really saying anything. And she reserved her comments until now. And now she's the worst one of all. She's more of a scorner than anything. And I don't know if it's because the spirits have jumped on her and she's just, a, you know, these demonic spirits are coming out more now or whatever. I don't know. Um, but, they've calmed down i've been in the understanding since approximately 2007 or 8 i think i forget which year i did this but it was around about approximately a month before christmas and that's when i did that and Mm -hmm. i I also at the same time was having trouble with my son at the time and sent him to live with his father and it wasn't Mm -hmm. because you know, of the holidays or anything like that, it was basically because of his his education wasn't going the way I wanted to, and he was having right. troubles in school. And I just wanted he needed an upper hand. And right. so when when I went down to visit him and to see how he was doing, I did wasn't going down there to be with him for Christmas or anything any other day. You know, just to make it. I just visited him just to see what was going on, and I had the time to do it. And um, but at the time when, like I said, I was. Staying with my cousin, which I, at that, looking back on it now, she really didn't want me to come to stay with her, and I should have known better. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just that some, the family, you know, they tried, at, the, at first they tried saying, you know, being sarcastic or I guess trying to be contentious and, you know, still sent me, sent me text messages and cards and stuff like that. And I had already sent out a mass email to my family, and it was really cut and dry. I do not celebrate this holiday anymore, so you don't need, you know, sending me these wishes, these no wishes for your, these pagan days, and I tried to share with them the scriptures, but unfortunately it was basic. you know, they were still being, I guess, their wicked, you know, wicked way, and um,
1: even now I might,
7: um, I have to remind them, but it's nothing Mm. so bad as before. You know they they respect it respect more than they they don't so they don't say anything um, right. And that's basically it was very very quick it was very like a sword almost like I cut it off very fast and mm. because I wasn't gonna linger around I wasn't gonna pretend and I was like I like I said once I knew better I started to do better and I give all right. praise to the Most High for opening my eyes and showing me the scriptures
2: absolutely and I'm. I'm... I'm glad you shared all of that, and I think you know that's what that's what we need to do. That's what repentance is about. Is once we recognize, then we're supposed to make those changes. We're supposed to make those changes immediately. For some people, it may not be that easy. Like how Kadar was saying, he was still kind of like lingering around, and you know, still getting like what Cliff said. He still got a personal gift or whatever. Then he had to come to a realization. Okay, playtime is over. Let me be serious about this thing, you know, so that's, I mean, that's awesome, and that's what people need to hear, you know, they need to hear these testimonies and things like, okay, there are people out there that's not celebrating Christmas, and you are able to overcome the trials and tribulations that not celebrating Christmas comes with. Because it's idolatry, is is pagan, it's, it's not of the Lord. And if we truly saying that we're gonna serve the Lord Jesus Christ, then we can't have no fellowship or any kind of partakers or any way, shape, form, or fashion with this with this um idolatrous day. It's not a holy day. It's not it a holiday. It. They they call it a holiday, but it's it's not a holiday. You get a day off. Well in England yeah. we get two. We get the twenty fifth and the twenty sixth off. ha, ah, ha. But it, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 anyway it is anyway, is not a holy day. So
7: you yeah. have to get and away I'll, from it. Unfortunately, you know, I I somewhat had some of the same similar um reactions with the people I work with. Uh-huh.
2: Um
7: when I first told them that I don't celebrate Christmas and I, I went to um the first year I was there I went to the Christmas party and the second year, I, like, I'm not, I don't celebrate Christmas, I'm not going to be going, and they didn't understand it, and um, the CEO who came, came over from Italy, that's where our company is based, hmm. came over, and he knew that I didn't celebrate Christmas, but he made this special uh, trip to my desk to wish me a Merry Christmas, and I didn't say anything to him, I didn't say, you know, because I, I knew he knew. And I thought, you know, he was just making fun because he had this slight grin on his face, and I saw it, and I just thought, uh, you know, I just said, okay, you have a nice evening. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, I couldn't do anything.
2: Bye. And,
7: uh, but they just, just like, have a nice this evening. It's almost you know, like an I insult
2: if you, don't say, if you don't say it back. You know that, right?
7: Right, right. Well, I it's didn't like... say it back. <laughs> and I, I have no resp- I'm no respect. i just like God. I'm no respect of persons. And if you, you know, um, but this person – this other lady in my office just yesterday gave me a card, and uh, she said, I know you don't celebrate Christmas, but just sit. She has a British accent, but just sit. You know, you can open it whenever. You don't have to open it now. And so I opened it. I sat down in her office, and I'm like, I'm going to correct her if this is if this is any kind of related to pagan day. And it, my thought was when I opened the card, and he says, you know, thanking me for all the things that I do in the office and, you know, it was, you know, very well read. It, you know, nice card, and it has Happy New Year. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I said, I don't celebrate New Year. She said, uh, I don't celebrate uh, New Year, as you know it. And she's like, No, you don't celebrate New Year either. I said, No, I don't. I said, and she said, Then what is the New Year? I said, We go by the uh, the lunar moon lunar ca- uh, calendar. We do not go by the Gregorian calendar, and it it's sometimes in March, April, you know, that's when our new year comes. And I explained mm-hmm. it to her. I said, she said, well, what holiday do you celebrate? I said, I don't celebrate any of the pagan days on the calendar because <laughs> I couldn't go through all the holidays that we do yeah. celebrate. I yeah, just wish I, I I
2: mean, that's that's very good. I mean, you know, it gave you an opportunity because what I find, uh, Pam, a lot of people, you know, they do care or they may care about you, and it's just a way to be nice.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's a time mm-hmm. where they could do something nice for you. But if you, if they really, really, truly, sincerely have that that love or care for you or want to be your friend or what, they'll understand.
4: And oh, they'll be yeah. like, okay,
2: it's not a problem. And it's like, you know what, I'll get you something for Hanukkah. Or, I'll, you know, I won't say uh, uh, or Mary Christmas, or they may forget. Like, oh, oh, don't worry about it. Well, you have, you know, you have a good break or whatever. So there okay. are people that that really care. They just don't understand, and that's where we can't be bad about it or we can't be mean. We have to be in that spirit of Christ, where we have that gentle and that meek spirit, and then we we explain to them that they may see it as well. So go ahead, mm-hmm. finish what you were saying.
7: yeah, but uh, yeah, she she had inserted a Walmart gift card in there and. You know that we got all kinds of Christmas things coming into the office. You know, fruit baskets. You know, the fruit uh, or nuts and chocolates and stuff like that. And you know, um, at first I was eating the nuts, and I was like, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna be start eat this stuff because people then were like, Oh, she she'll eat all the she'll use the gifts and eat, you know, consume everything. But she claims she don't celebrate it. So everything that started coming in after a while, especially I knew it was part of you know the Christmas thank yous and. Uh, gifts to the office. I feel like I'm not going to participate in even eating any of it because then they'll start looking at me like, oh, she, she'll eat some some of it, so that's okay. Still celebrates it in a way. So I stopped. I didn't. I didn't even start participating in that part of it um, because I didn't want them to get any kind of mixed mixed signals or views. Right. Um, and it's unfortunate. I was like, shoot, thank goodness I had my own fruit and oh. <laughs> own nuts. <laughs> and my own. <laughs> In my lunch bag, so.
6: (laughs) All right. We thank
2: you you for calling in, Pam. And uh, we're going to try to get to the the UK caller.
7: All right.
2: Shalom. Most high Christ bless you. Shalom. Very good. So, Abadja, can we get to this mysterious UK caller? All righty. There you go. And, And see what our story is. UK caller. Who is this from the UK?
8: Hey, Shalom, my thing. Christ bless you. It's Lorna. I'm not a stranger. Uh, <laughs> That's How are right. you doing, Lorna? I'm good, thank you,
2: brother.
4: How are you doing
8: today? I
2: I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm watching right. a little horse, but I'm good. So what's your story?
8: Um I've been I know you come from a tr- big
2: family. You got a big family, I- so Let's
8: I do. I've I've been in the truth since Shanice was seven. Shanice is my daughter. She's 21 now. Um, mm-hmm. And when we first came into the truth, I must admit we were we weren't fully involved. So at the beginning, um, we were you know we were doing different things, and Christmas was one of those things that we still kept up for I think the first year. Um, but after we got understanding. Um, to tell my family that we didn't want to celebrate Christmas and we weren't going to be celebrating Christmas, it nearly caused a riot. Um, mm. I think wow. the first thing, they didn't quite believe that we weren't going to do it. And at that time, I was homeless, um, mm. so I was staying with my sister. And mm. um, what had happened is is that everybody went off to go and celebrate Christmas, and I stayed at her house, me and Shanice that was the first year that we decided not to celebrate Christmas. Um, and I think everyone thought that I was going to cave in and I was going to come because the first year I actually came and I said, okay, I'm not celebrating Christmas. Everyone's like, oh, it's not a Christmas gathering. We don't celebrate Christmas anyway. It's just a family gathering so you can come along. So the first, That's why I said the first year I went, they said, okay, we're not celebrating Christmas. But then mm. they started giving out gifts and everything else. And I, I just said, no, I can't be part of that, so that's why the second year we decided not to. Mm. Um, I'd say on a whole, my family have accepted that we don't celebrate Christmas, but we we won't do it for one, And then my mum might say, "Oh, you're ruining the family, you're, you're destroying <laughs> the
4: family." I mean.
8: um, mm. and then it stop, and I just have to, I just literally just say, you know, it's something that we believe in. It's a pagan festival. It's not quite Christ's birthday. Go over the scripture about the tree. Go over the scripture about Christ celebrating dedication of the altar, saying these are the these are the feasts that we celebrate, going back to Leviticus, and you know, going through all the feasts that we keep, you know, and and also offering out to them that if they wanted to come, that they're quite willing to come to any feast that we want to do. So, it's a on-off relationship in that sometimes they'll forget, they'll know that I'm not celebrating and they won't say anything, but then Satan will sometimes rear his head and somebody will say, well, why can't we just come and meet the family and everything else? So for me, it's, you know, you think everybody's got it and everyone understands, but every few years or so, somebody will come around and actually say, oh, Lorna, just come and just be with the family. We're not celebrating Christmas.
2: And that's the real evil of this time because, it's a time when you're gonna get a day off. Or well, like in the UK you get two days off and yeah. you know it's 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 a time to go and see family, but it's all wrapped around this day. So if you don't go see family it's like, you know, you saying that you don't care. And that's the way people mm-hmm. make it. Oh, you're not gonna come and see the family, then you don't care. You don't care about mom, you don't care about dad, you don't care about, you know, seeing your nieces and nephews and this and this and this and, this and huff, puff, huff and puff and huff, puff, huff and puff. You know, So it's, it's a real evil thing When you say, no, I'm going to follow Jesus Christ And you're like, well, you following Jesus Christ Now you've de- you denied the family And that's the way people make you feel they, Because Satan wants to push you in a trap To where you feel alone You feel lonely, you feel separate But what we have to realize is that we're not separate That we've, we've moved away from that worldly spirit That satanic spirit And now we're joining ourselves to Christ So it is a process when you break free, when you break free from that. So go ahead, Lonnie. Because
8: I think I remember one year where I I actually came and spent it with you and your family um, because I think I felt pressured um, by my family. Um, But I think that was only one year. Um, And recently, you know, I've had people asking me at work, you know, about celebrating Christmas and coming along to the Christmas party. I haven't done that. I, I haven't done that from the beginning. Um, and so for me, that's an easy thing to, to say no to. I think this year, we've had some new people in the office, so just explaining to them about why I don't celebrate Christmas it was actually quite joyful in that right. they actually listened and they just nodded their head, whether or not they agreed with me or not. But uh, it,
4: was, cool. it was
8: quite good to say, you know, because most of them said, well, what do you celebrate? And then as soon as I said, oh, we celebrate the dedication of the altar, are you Jewish? No, I'm not mm-hmm. Jewish. I follow the Bible from the beginning to the end. So I believe in Christ, and I celebrate the things that Christ celebrates. Hmm. Well, What's
4: that? What's that? <laughs> A lot so of what we, about- and I
8: actually have to say to them, you know, Feast of Dedication, seven days of celebrating. When do you have seven days of celebrating, you know, mm-hmm. and being joyous about following the most high?
2: Well, see that's the thing, people aren't following the Most High. They're following, you know, after after women, sex, um, drink, you know, lavish parties and stuff. That's what they're looking forward to. So it's not about how many days. If they could do that for eight days, they would. But we we'll see we're not engaging in, in those kind of things, and that's what kind of make people shy away from the scripture. Like, oh, it's too many rules. When people say there's too many rules, I mean they can't get their mm-hmm. freak on to do the kind of uh, wicked things that they want to do t- during this time of year, that's acceptable. It's acceptable to be loose. It's acceptable, oh, you know what, I got drunk and I, I i made a mistake. I had an affair. How many people are going to be having affairs at their Christmas party and then, you know, they're going to go back to their spouse or whatever? Some people are not even going to know, but the people that get caught, you know, it's going to be more of an excuse for them to, to, to forgive it because of this time of year. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, we thank you for your call, Lorna, and we're gonna play some more of this documentary until we get some more people that's gonna call in and that they're gonna tell their story. And I'm gonna play some. I'm gonna play some more of this clip, and then actually, you know what? Um, I want to hear your story about you. Well, let's play some more. My story. Story. Yeah, your story.
8: Okay, you should know my surname, Christmas. Well,
4: Christ, all right, sorry, right, sorry, my name Christmas.
0: Aurelian had made it official, setting aside a seven-day period from December the 17th through the 24th, culminating in an exchange of gifts on December the 25th to celebrate the birth of the sun god. This Roman orgy to end all orgies later became known as Saturnalia in honor of the god Saturn the god of excess. Roman soldiers invading Britain brought with them their pagan orgiistic traditions. Upon taking root in England, Saturnalia became known as the Festival of Fools reigned over by the Lord of Miserul. By the 4th century, the influential government-sanctioned Church of Rome, unable to outlaw the growing number of pagan practices, chose instead to adopt them into their so-called official Christianity. The church believed this would attract more pagans to their fold. Up until this time, the birthday of Jesus Christ, the Jewish Messiah, had not been celebrated at all. Ignoring scriptures, however, indicating that the birth probably did not occur during the winter, the church nevertheless confused biblical history and made Jesus' birthday coincide with the pagan god Mithra. The birth date of the sun god had now become the birthday of the Son of God. It was hoped that the pagan celebrations of Saturnalia would merge into this new legally sanctioned form of Christianity. The Church's practice of changing the dates of Christian events to coincide with pagan festivals continued, and by the 7th century, Pope Gregory I had ordered Augustine of Canterbury to incorporate any and all pagan practices and customs into the expanding Roman Catholic Church.
2: So you see, the original Christians, they never celebrated Christmas. It was a pagan celebration from the day, the different festivals and things that go along. And that's, you can't find that in the Bible. So people say, oh, well, we're, gonna, we're just going to choose this day, and we're going to celebrate the Lord's birth. It's a lie. Stop it. Hmm. It's nothing to do with Jesus Christ. Nothing. They took this and said, you know what? If we can't beat them, join them. That's what they did. But well, the, the scriptures tell us that what? We're not supposed to have no fellowship with the works of darkness. We can't come into agreement with Satan. <laughs> How, what, you're going to agree, okay, let's let, we're going to let some Satanism in to let, so other people won't be ostracized. If you are pagan and you're keeping pagan principles and practices, I'm not dealing with that. In any form or fashion I'm not coming to your ceremony And don't come to mind bringing that foolishness and madness That's it Well you know we're going to bring the Yule log We won't bring a Yule log but we'll bring a Yule cake No, no That's what they got over here Abadja. They're not burning Yule logs but they have Yule cakes hmm. What's the difference? <laughs> it's still to well, the God we well, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> have
4: a
2: Yule cake we're not, we're not going to sacrifice nobody We're not going to have this big log and burn it But we're just going to have a yule cake hmm.
0: During the middle ages The debased Mardi Gras atmosphere Of what was now known as Christ's mass Had reached a fever to pitch Common practices included Open sex in the streets Rioting, murder And a non pagan droidic Halloween rituals. This blood-drenched celebration got so out of hand that by 1652, following the execution of King Charles I, Christ's mass was finally outlawed in England. A religious reform movement began sweeping the country led by Puritan Oliver Cromwell. The Puritans took the biblical mandate seriously, which commanded that Christianity remained pure and separate from paganism. Despite their noble
2: efforts, the celebration simply went on so, so the is So this is history. This is historical fact. We're in whole countries, okay, in the U.K., they knew it was pagan. And they said, you know what? There were some people that was in power. They said, this thing is outlawed because it has nothing to do with the scriptures. We have to stay separate from paganism. We got people saying, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. No, it's it's historical fact where people said no, this thing is pagan and they outlawed it. They outlawed it's on the books, it's on the law books here in the UK. But people still you know they'll try to say, well, it's about Jesus. No, it's not. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Jesus. Oh. And I think people find that hard. I mean, how many pastors do you know? Is going to be teaching about Christmas during this season. How many evangelists you know going to be teaching about Christmas during this season? You and now let's you you know mean?
3: how many. I'm, I'm going to go something. It's going to be a whole heap of them teaching about some Christmas on this down here in New York. It's going, it's going to be a whole mess of them. They're going to be teaching about criminals. Watch what I say there, boy. Watch boxing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah it's gonna be a whole mess of them, teaching about ain't nothing wrong with wrong with christmas ain't nothing wrong. I remember that the 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 top TV sh- the top t v the top t v broadcaster in the u k over here is who do you know
3: over there yeah um, I'm thinking like uh you talking about like the the channel or the individual yeah the or, channel uh... yeah channel Oh, I think like the BBC or something like that. There you
2: go. See, you're in America, you know, BBC, A Brown, BBC, on the BBC, you know, on the BBC, they had a whole TV show, an hour long TV show justifying the Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. They had an hour show justifying that it was nothing wrong for you taking a Christmas tree and decking it with silver and gold and put it in your house. Oh we and I was like, Whoa man I was like the word is going out, the word is hidden boy because that's a that's that's a serious thing. The BBC, national T V, you know, the British broadcasting company put them to come out and put on an hour long show. Let's get Jeremiah ten. Yeah, we got
3: another caller
2: too. We get that call after we get Jeremiah 10.
3: All right, we started verse one.
2: I couldn't believe I was like, "Wow." I was like, the most I really getting them cuz at that time we were going out in the streets teaching, we were doing all kinds of shows. And you know how I'd be crazy during this time of year just just blasting like every show, every show is about like Christmas and you know what I used to do is like after every show, I would say something about Christmas. So I'm like, "Man, the word is really going out and it's hitting people." And people are beginning Ooh. to wake up and realize, but then people are still scared. They're scared to make that final, like uh, what Pam was saying, to just cut it off. They're scared to make that leap. They're scared to make that leap of faith that if they don't celebrate it, that they're gonna be okay. If they don't celebrate it, that you know their their family isn't gonna take them out in the in the backyard or something and, and, and throw a rope over a tree and hang them, lynch them. People are really, really frightened of that because Christmas time is associated with, oh, family and good cheer. But let you say you don't celebrate it and you see what happens. You know, where is the love? Where is the good cheer? Where is this is the most wonderful time of the year? People will turn on you in the quickness and like, what the hell mm-hmm. is wrong with you? Don't you know this is about Jesus Christ? And say, no, it's not about Jesus Christ. Even what Kadal was Mm. saying, look, it's pagan. It's like, oh, I know it's pagan. I know it's this. I know it's that. But people are pressured into doing it. And Christ never did that. Christ didn't pressure us to follow him. He gave us a choice. So why are you being pressured into follow this? It's satanic. That's why. So read Jeremiah 10.
3: Jeremiah 10 and 1. Mm. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. So who's speaking? The Lord is speaking to Israel.
2: Is Jeremiah speaking?
3: Jeremiah is just a messenger. A prophet. Is
2: Abijah speaking?
3: No, I'm reading the scripture. Is God 1 speaking? Whose word no. is it? Read it again? Mm-hmm. Read it again. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel.
2: So what has changed from then to now? Is it not Nothing. still the Lord
3: speaking? Absolutely. Through his word. So let's read. Verse 2. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them.
2: So the Lord said what? He's speaking to Jeremiah to tell the Israelites who are in captivity in Babylon, don't learn the ways of these nations. Don't follow their traditions. Don't follow their customs. Don't learn them. And be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. So when you see the other nations, oh, it was an asteroid or it was some kind of, is this a sign of the end of the world? There, there was, a, there was a, a, a solar flare. Is this a sign of the end of the world? What is this? They're dismayed at the signs of heaven. They're dismayed at the sun. They're dismayed at the moon. They're dismayed that at this time of year it's darker. So they're praying mm-hmm. to set up bonfires for the sun to return. The rebirth of the sun, Saul Evictus, the unconquerable sun, the sun Has returned That's why they Do these things, they're worshipping The sun, they're worshipping the moon They're worshipping the stars in heaven But the heavenly father told us, we're not to worship The sun, we're not to worship the moon Don't be dismayed at the Signs of heaven, in Genesis It tells us that the Lord made the, the Greater light and the lesser light, he made the sun He made the moon He's the creator of these things so we're not to be dismayed at these things or look at these things like they're gods, but that's what the heathen are doing. Mm-hmm. We don't...
3: Verse 3 For the customs of the people are vain, for one cutteth the tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe.
2: So the customs are vain, meaning they're unprofitable. So you putting a Christmas tree in your house has nothing to do with Christ, it's not going to bring you clean. Actually, it's the opposite. It's an offense against the Lord Jesus Christ and it's an offense against his father, the Most High, because it's idolatry. It's the worship of other gods. So when they do that or when they celebrate December the 25th, it's in vain. It's unprofitable. It has nothing to do with It's not going to get you any more points with Jesus Christ. Actually, it's taken away. Your name is being mm. taken away from the book of life. It's not being put in, oh, you know what? This person celebrated the birth of Christ. You know, it's not the birth of Christ. It's not the birth of Christ It's the birth of every demonic demon And idolatrous god In the book Dionysus, Mithras All these You can just go through a list of names But it ain't about Christ Christ mm. is the birth of the 25th No way, no how You can't make it You can't show it to me in the scriptures You can't show it to me in history There's no way you can prove it of Why people are people doing it Because it's the worship of other gods for the custom of the people are vain. For one cut of a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. You see these these trees? Where they get them? Where they the get forest. them? Where they get them yeah. out of the forest?
3: Well, well, they used to get them out of the forest. Now they're getting them out of the stores, and you can break well, them down they, and put them in your attic on your
4: basement.
2: But, but they still come from the forest, or people getting a replica, they get an old plastic one. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
2: They get a plastic one But if you get a real one It got to come from the forest And it may not be an axe It may be a chainsaw now But it still got to get cut down
3: With some kind of instrument Go ahead Alright It says For the customs of the people are vain For one cut a tree out of the forest The work of the hands of the workmen was the axe They deck it with silver and with gold Hmm they fastened it with nails and with hammers that it moved not. They decked it with silver and gold. See, in ancient
2: times, they decked it with real silver and gold. Now, you can't afford silver and gold to be putting around a tree. Why did they deck it with silver and gold, Why did they deck it with silver and gold?
3: Because going back to the, the history of this custom is that they thought that the spirit of Nimrod was in this tree. So this is why they, they first of all, they had to go and out of into the the uh, woods or whatever to get the tree. They had to chop it down. Then they decorated it with silver and gold, symbolizing the gifts that they were giving to uh, to this um, this so-called Amen. God or whatever that was in this tree, this spirit, so that it would come out and bless them. Because if they, according to the customs, they didn't give it gifts and dec- uh, decorate it with silver and gold then some evil would happen. That's why the, the Lord right. told us to be not to uh, be dismayed with them. Right. They decked it with silver Go ahead. The last part, they fastened it with nails and with hammers that it moved not, thinking that the thing was gonna come alive and curse them if they didn't do it. The follow the custom <laughs> of giving it gifts and everything. Man, it's you know it's, it's just crazy. Man. That's I can't say it so, any other way. They deck it with silver and
2: gold. They adorned it. They adorned it. They gave it reverence. That's why they deck it. So what do they do with the Christmas tree? It's the same thing. They adorn the Christmas tree. They give it reverence. They add awe at it. They set it in a special place in their house. And then they put the gifts underneath it. That's the same thing that you do to an idol. You give the idols the gifts, and you set the the, the gifts before it. People don't Oh. You put them under the Christmas tree. This is just a convenient place to put it. It's just a nice place. It's under the tree. Why are you doing that? Who has explained that to you? How is that a custom that is associated with Jesus Christ? It isn't. isn't. There's no way you're going to find that in the Bible, but there is a reason for it because it's an idol. See, you're giving the gifts to that idol. Like, wait a minute. I just set them there and did not give them out, Hand them out. It's the same thing that the ancient priests that when they worship idols they would, people would give gifts to the idols, they would give food to the idols, and then what would happen? The priest who, who was over those idols would come and take those things away.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: They would come and take those things away, whether it be food or clothing, and then they would use it, whether it be gold or silver. And then, So it's no different. It's just people are unwise. They're not hip to the illusion or the different magics and spells and the different satanic traps that Satan has out there. So they fall head first. And it's under the guise of family. It's under the guise that you're doing something good. But it's, not, it's, it's nothing good at all. It's nothing good at all. I'll read the next verse
3: and we're going to get this call. Yeah, we got one more. It says, Go upright as a, as a palm tree, but speak not. They must needs be born because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them they cannot do evil, neither also is it in them to be good. So they're upright as the palm tree. So these
2: trees, they go upright, and they're nailed down so they can't move. Then Now you have, like, posts and stuff to hold them up. It says they they don't speak. They must needs be born, means they have to be carried. So the tree can't get into your house. You have to carry it into your house. It can't move by itself because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them So you explain that part Abaja, Because people believe that there was a spirit That was in this tree That was a custom of the Babylonians That's the custom that they did They believed Nimrod was in there And if they didn't adorn it and give it gifts That well, some evil was going to befall them So Jeremiah the prophet of God Was explaining look Nothing's bad going to happen to you Don't, don't, don't deal with this at all So the message, same message is going out now where well, people are afraid, they're not afraid of the tree They're afraid of people, they're afraid of family That if they don't celebrate this day That some evil will befall them People are afraid that look If they don't, if they don't get a Christmas tree That their children aren't going to feel love. If they don't get a Christmas tree That somehow, way, they're not honoring Christ Don't be afraid of this because it's not celebrating Christ It has nothing to do with Christ The Christmas tree, decking it with silver and gold and for many people, it's not even that. It's a lust. They lust after it. It's something that they want to do. but that you, People have to make a decision whether they're going to do what they want to do or they're going to follow the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For us to follow the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we have to deny ourselves. Because I know a lot of people, they love Christmas. They love the tree. They love everything that come with it. They love everything that comes with it. But if you're going to serve the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we're going to have to deny ourselves. So we got another caller waiting on the line. Let's get to this caller, All righty. All
3: right, sis, You're you on the line.
9: Hey, how are you guys? Well, thank Christ bless you. This is Elina. Right.
3: Hey,
4: right,
9: um, I have to apologize. I'm a little congested, um, so my voice uh, is a worry. little bit weird. Well, uh... <laughs> I wanted to share my uh, experience dealing with um, me not dealing with Christmas. Um, I grew up in a a very Catholic family. I went to Catholic school um, when I was young, like, Mm. you know, my elementary school. And... um, I grew up with the Christmas, the Christmas tree in the house. Uh, my mother was really adamant about it. They had the whole, you know, um, running around with the kids. And um, when I brought to her um, the information that I wasn't celebrated anymore, she was really, like, in shock. Like, why are you doing this? It's like, why are you doing this to me? Mm, Pretty much. Wow. <laughs> yes, and I brought the scriptures wow. to her. I read it to her, and she was looking at me like, "I don't understand what you're talking about." I was reading the scriptures to her, and she was looking at me like, "I was speaking uh, Mandarin or something." <laughs>
4: <laughs> you
9: think? i um, <laughs> It was really. It was. It was. Uh, well, now I see it. You know, like years back, it's like seven years ago. Um, now to me it's funny um, Because you know I've talked to them To my parents um, Several times about it um, I got the same um, response that Pam got that I was from, from Some kind of cult um, mm-hmm. And what happened to the upbringing that you received um, I didn't raise you that way um, I didn't taught you All this that you're preaching now um, you know what happened to the daughter that I raised Pretty much mm. um, So what ended up happening was I um, I move out um, mm. The Lord um, opened the, the doors for me Not to just move out of my mother's house But to leave the country that I was born in Wow Yes yeah, So, um, so what, country like, <laughs> what country was that? What country was that? Yes, Chile, South America. Wow. Yes, and now living in the U.S. So, um, I, you know, the Lord is just wonderful, and he just pulled me out mm. of a situation that it was really hard for me because I was still living in my parents' house mm. when I started, you know, learning the scriptures. Mm. And when I realized that a lot of stuff that was going on in my house was backward, and I brought it to them, but I still was living in their house. You know, Mm. and Chile is a very conservative society. until I mean, some families still are, and I was born in one of them. Mm. So, you know, I was still living under their care, their roof, you know, their household, and I was being very abrupt and telling them, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to sit at the table for Christmas dinner. Um, you know, don't buy me Christmas gifts. I, mm. I'm i not going to receive them. And for them was an insult.
3: Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a fight.
9: Yes, yes, it was. It was very rough at the beginning. Even though when I moved here, they kept calling me on um, Christmas Eve uh, to wish me Merry Christmas or uh, Happy New Year's Eve, you know, on um on the 31st and stuff. So what I had to do, it took a couple of years. I just stopped answering the phone calls uh, when they would call me because I knew that they were calling me to tell me that. Mm. And even for, for my brother, I was like, why are you not letting me even wish you a Merry Christmas? I know that you don't celebrate it, but why are you denying me with uh, my wishes for you? So I was really, um, that kind of like was interesting for me to hear. So it wasn't about the celebration. It wasn't about what they're supposed to be, you know, celebrating. It was about them and how they feel about it. And I was denying them the happiness of wishing me a Merry Christmas. Wow. Isn't that interesting though?
2: Yeah, it's very interesting.
9: It's so very, that, it's a but I I just I just not only call them off physically, I call them off on on I do not answer my phone. Um, on Christmas night, on and on New Year's Eve. But they stopped calling, like after maybe like three, four years they kinda like got it finally and they stopped calling too. Um oh, wow. <laughs> but it took a while. Mm. You no, know, because for them it's like all happiness and stuff, and they just like they feel so happy they just want to share it with everybody, including me, even though they know like, I'm not about that.
2: Right, mm. that's why I say it's a, it's a spell that's on people. If you say no, no means no. If a woman says no against sex, no means no. But when it comes to Christmas, no doesn't mean no. No means go. I would say what I want. It's it's like you being spiritually raped. You know. Mm-hmm. You're being forced yeah. to do something you don't want to do. You say, no, I don't I don't want this. Why? I, I don't like it. Why? Why don't you like it? Like, Huh? What do you mean? I said I don't like it. You know, and it, it, it's almost, it, it's a spiritual thing almost to draw you out of the spirit of Christ to where you want to fight, but we don't have to. We don't have to just like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then it's like, if they start asking why, then you just draw your sword, which is, the, the word of God, which is soft, sharper than any two-edged sword that's going to cut right through their spirit, and they, they will stop asking questions because it's going to cut them so bad that they go like, okay, they're going re- to ha- have to make a decision. So they don't, people don't want to hear the truth where it's going to force yeah. them to realize to, with, they get to a point where they're faced with that same decision, and they're faced with the truth. And I want to read one scripture to you, um, Erline. This is uh, this is Psalms 27 and 10. It says, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. So we don't have to worry if, yeah. if, if our parents or our family doesn't want to deal with us or they think that they're crazy, then guess what? The Lord is going to take the place of that father. The Lord is going to take the place of that mother. And like we know what Christ said, it says, you know, that those that have forsaken father and mother and lands and households, he said, we're going to receive a hundredfold. Um, in this time. Uh,
9: and he has. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, ahead, he has. Mm. Um, I mean, I just came with my suitcase to this country and have a beautiful family. The Lord has blessed me with children, with sisters, with brothers. Um, I mean, and he has mm.
2: in so many mm. ways. And we're still waiting for you to make that trip to the UK.
9: Oh <laughs> Lord will I Lord I, <laughs> I love that. No pressure. Oh,
4: man, that would be awesome.
9: I know, I know. We just gotta you know, we gotta get our stuff. Yeah, we are kinda looking into that, but you know, we gotta put everything in place first. Yeah. Yes, I would love
4: that. Oh, wait wait, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on, Arlene. Hold on. Oh. So,
2: did, hey, did,
4: didn't did I tell you? Wait,
3: didn't I tell you? Hold on. He's <laughs> doing, doing it again. <laughs> right.
4: yes. hilarious. Hey, Arlene, that's 24 yet. yet.
3: Oh.
4: Uh, don't come back.
2: Oh. Uh, sorry, sorry, sister. It, you know, <laughs> you're having problems with, with certain. Yeah, you better get your L's too, man. I'll shoot them. All right. All right, go ahead.
4: Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. You're fine.
9: <laughs> that was that was actually very funny. The first time you did it, I was cracking up. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: But that's the thing that these things they keep coming back. <clears throat> you know, you hitting them with the truth. By now, they're like, "Haven't you had enough?
7: You know, yeah, it's either like, "Okay, happen. you're gonna like,
2: okay, relax yourself, or you're gonna you're gonna you're going to join in. But the scriptures is very true. The righteous is more excellent than his neighbor, but the ways of the wicked seduce of him. So that's just their ordinary mode. I've come to accept, like, this is what people are going to be. Some people, they're not really being mean about it. They, they really don't. They're trying to express kindness and love, but this isn't a way mm-hmm. to, to express it. And if they really care about you, then they're like, okay, I accept whatever you accept. And you know what, I'll I'll do something nice for you a different part of the year. And that's what I experienced That people that really, that they want to be friendly. Because the scripture says, he that will have friends must show himself friendly. And if someone yep. your friend and they're trying to force you to do something, they're not a friend at all. I don't care if that's father, mother, sister, or brother. That's not a friend I'm going to force you against your will to do something that you don't want to do. That's not a friend. If it was a mm-hmm. woman, they would call it rape. You're trying to force it. She said no. No means no. No does not mean go. She said no one time, that's it. But many, many people are being spiritually raped on on this day to celebrate Christmas. You're going gonna to celebrate. You're going to come with the family. You know, you're going to have an intervention. You're going to sit down with the whole family. Why aren't you celebrating Christmas? So. All right, sister, we thank and appreciate you for um for giving your testimony All the way oh, from God. Chile I
9: know <laughs> Oh, will praise <laughs> God All right
2: Shalom guys So,
3: all right.
2: so that- now-, now we want to get to the brother Abaja,
3: Abaja, oh, wow.
2: is the executive producer For Kings and Priests The brother also has his own show Friday Repentance is the Key On Friday nights at 7pm Be sure to tune into that what has been your experience, Brother Abadja?
3: Well, it's, it's crazy because um, my my parents sent me to I, – I grew up kind of similar to Arlene, but I wasn't like in Catholic school or anything. Um, kindergarten, my parents sent me to a, a faith-based kindergarten. I think it was uh, AME or something like that. But, you know, it was basically something that more or less it was uh, run by a church. And um, even all, you know, growing up in grade school, I, I grew up, you know, Episcopalian, and the Episcopal Church, for people who may not know, is pretty much a step and a half off of being Catholic, and I mean, that's really an a oversimplification. But um, a lot of the same uh, things that the Catholic Church follows, the Episcopal Church follows as well, outside of divorce, outside of the patron saints uh the, you know um what's the other thing confession things of that nature mass you know that's one of some of this, the stark differences the contrast between the principal and catholic church but for the most part they darn, they're darn they identical so enough of the history lesson but anyway so i was like an acolyte all of that stuff and you know i worked very close with the the preacher and everything or the priest of the church and uh, even, like, when the when the bishop would come and visit the church, you know, I, I used to always carry the staff and everything. So I was ingrained in that doctrine, you know. So when Christmas time came around, that was just a natural thing. And the, the funny thing about it, my, my parents are pretty much, you know, I call them the, the the status quo, where my father didn't really, for all, like, for lack of a better phrase, and y'all excuse my my, uh, my friend says it may offend some people. He didn't give a damn about it. <laughs> you know, he mm. just went along to get along.
4: Mm. You
3: know, he really didn't. He, re- he really didn't care about, you know, holidays and things like that. But my mother, she was into it a lot. But um, so what happened is when I started, you know, learning the scriptures, and I was like, wait a minute. You know, it's, and, and this the funny thing was, Good is that as far as Christmas was concerned, I had always heard about how it came into being. And so, you know, it's a pagan custom and this, that, and the third, but it was just like, okay, whatever. What what does that have to do with me? I know it's not Jesus' birthday, but we don't care. It's all about family. But the thing was, as long as I was going along with the program, everything was fine. As long as I was going to church every Sunday and doing the things that I do or whatever, just like I was expected to do, as my parents taught me, everything was fine. But then it's like, okay, you hear all of the things about, okay, well, that those things that this holiday didn't really come into effect, you know, until after Constantine. So you know, I'm like I said, I'm being just kind of whittling through some of that the historical aspect of it. But then you start looking at the scriptures, and it's like, okay, you know what? Let me actually pick this book up and read it and see what in the hell it's saying. Mm. And it began to be like, okay, this is what the Bible says. Why are we not doing that? Well, you know, the theological aspect, I was like, no, 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 no. 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 I'm not mm. dealing with theology. I'm talking about <clears throat> this is what this book says that we're supposed to be following, and we got another book that we're going by that's supposed to be based on that, but it's got a whole bunch of other stuff in it. Mm. So when I, when I began to ask questions, And to reference the scriptures Mm -hmm. as far as, you know, why we are not doing certain things and why do we observe certain customs, oh, it starts to turn kind of ugly because now Mm -hmm. you get the whole familiar thing, oh, you're in a cult, Uh, oh, you're just going through a phase. And it got to a point where and it was funny because I kind of had a a unique experience. When I said I I wasn't celebrating Christmas, my dad was like, fine, I, I never cared about it anyway.
4: You know, my
3: mother mother kept pressing the issue, you know, but she never really, like, tried to force it. It was kind of like, well, I'm just going to keep asking. That's what you choose to do, that's fine, but I'm going to keep asking. And probably after about maybe a few, maybe three years or so after I moved out of the house, that's when it kind of, you know, it just sunk in, you know. Mm. And and my, my family, we really have never been one of those festive families, like, Okay, it's Halloween time. We got to put the Halloween decorations. It's Thanksgiving mm-hmm. time. We got to put up Thanksgiving decorations. But we always did something on Christmas. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it was kind of crazy. But after a while, my parents—well, my mom—I can't even say my parents. My my mom didn't expect me to, you know, come for Christmas or any of the other so-called holidays, mm-hmm. and it basically just kind of just died out. But um, what was fun, you know. When I when I talk to my dad, you know, it's kind of like like I said, he could give less than two hoops and a rat behind
4: about these <laughs> holidays.
3: Yeah, I mean, he just don't because he's a grouch too. But I mean, he he just he don't he does not care. Uh, you know, if I if I called him any time during the month of December around so called Christmas, he ain't gonna ask me, "Are you coming home for Christmas?" He said, "Hey, how you doing? How's everything going? Or whatever, you coming through?"